Me name Blocker. Hey. Hey. Before I start, I want to give a salutations to the people in the streets of Haiti. I want to give a salutation to the people in the streets of Bolivia. I want to give a salutation to people in the streets wherever trying to attain more freedom. Better must come. To my black and indigenous people, I see you. I acknowledge your humanity, and I hope that you are in peace wherever this message finds you. Today, I want to talk about the politics of the future. Who does tomorrow belong to? I remember the times where history had ended, where the times had stood still and the West had won. Democracy was to be the antidote to which we would heal mankind of all of its hills. Even Fukuyama had to recognize eventually that maybe he had been a bit hasty in his analysis. See, International relations and international politics are ruled by theories which make neat little boxes and then units of analysis and allow us to stand from our moral high ground to dictate which solution is better and which solution is worse. Reality, unfortunately, tends to be a more complicated animal than that. But human beings and our need to convince ourselves of simplicity are stuck in this perpetual loop. One example I'd like to discuss today when discussing the politics of the future is the British election. The Labour Party has now cut the Conservative leads lead to six points within the latest polling, which is quite baffling because when it was announced... I think the conservative leads was about 18 points. At least it was 10 plus points, that much for sure. My memory serves correct, it was 18, between 18 to 14. And now it's at six. The margin for the Tories to be able to form a minority government was 6%. With a 6% lead and the Brexit party, I guess in theory, and the Lib Dems, they were able to form a coalition. Labor has now stepped in that territory. And so when you look at the history of British politics in recent time, Labor has had two prime ministers, Gordon Brown and Mr. Blair. Both were essentially neoliberals. And in the case of Blair, we were talking full out, quote unquote, new labor, which was pre which is based on the assumption that the working class of yesteryears had finally moved into the middle class, whatever exactly that means. And so when you look at Corbyn and the Corbynista, you look at an embrace of actual leftist radical politics translated on the mainstream platform. The question that they pose and the test that they pose to modern democratic institution is, can radical change happen from within? Meaning, can institutions which were set up as tools of oppression 
reform themselves enough to be inclusive of some of the people they used to oppress. The real question to me is that because in the face of change, we are told the status quo must be maintained. But what's not sustainable is the wealth inequality. What's not sustainable is the gap between the haves and the have-nots. From a strictly theoretical perspective, it increases the likelihood of disturbances to the market. Starving people don't exactly make the best workers. But we are told that the status quo being maintained is the plausible solution. I wonder why. I think we are standing in the crux of human history where we have to begin to ask ourselves the deeper question. And one of those deeper questions is, what tomorrow do we want? Peace and salutations.